Hey friends, you're listening to Living For It, a passion podcast about daily life, tips and tricks, and life as a photographer. I'm your host, Sarah Johnson, a wedding photographer with a bachelor's degree, an obsession with my Birkenstocks, and a passion for creating something bigger than myself. Hey friend, you're listening to episode 16 of Living For It. This week's episode is something that I've been wanting to talk to you about for a long time. I hinted on it back in the earlier episodes of the podcast. I mean, let's be honest, we're still in the early episodes. But at the very beginning, I hinted on a topic I was going to come back to in a later episode. Well, this is that episode, and the topic is my very first wedding. So you'll have to forgive me as my allergies are absolutely terrible and they always are in the fall. So that's just part of it. I've had them my whole life. I'm used to it. But if I sound different, I'm not sick. It's just my crazy allergies. So bear with me. But I want to tell you all the story of my very first wedding. Just because I've been doing this for nine years doesn't mean that it was always glamorous. I mean, it's still not glamorous. I'm recording this episode in my hoodie and sweatpants at 2.30 in the afternoon, and I slept in these last night. So you can call them my pajamas, even though they're not pajamas, but... That's just the life of an entrepreneur. (laughs) Don't let anyone tell you different. Yes, we might show up on social media and look more put together, but this is real life. So as I sit here sipping on my LaCroix and dealing with my allergies in my pajamas, I'm going to tell you how it all started out. So as you all know, I did go to school for photography and I got my bachelor's in fine art in photography from NIU. But before that, I went to a community college in my hometown of Rockford, and the community college was called Rock Valley College, and it's an awesome school. I didn't know how much I would miss it until I got to NIU, and there's nothing wrong with NIU. I loved it there too, but the small town feel of a community college being close to home was something that I really would miss when I went to a bigger campus. But hindsight is 2020, and whenever you're at a point in your life that you don't think is very cool or very glamorous or good enough in your eyes, you usually downplay it. And that's exactly what I did for the time that I was at Rock Valley. I always thought, oh, it's just a community college. This is whatever. But now I'm proud that I went to that school, and I'm proud that I have an associates in art from that school before I went to NIU. It was almost like a necessary stepping stone on my way to something bigger, and I didn't realize how important it was at the time. So just to give you a timeline of when this was going on, I graduated from high school in 2008, and then I went to Rock Valley from the fall of 2008 until the spring of 2010. 
And that is when I was also working at my very first job, which I'd been working at since I had a worker's permit. And that job was for the Rockford Park District, and I worked at Carlson Ice Arena, which is where I figure skated my whole life. So I worked at the front desk, and I also worked teaching learn to skate classes, and I also worked inside their indoor play place called Sapporo Play World. And I was one of the rotational front desk managers, and I also was a party host before that. So while I was working at the Rockford Park District, I had met a lot of friends who I obviously grew up with and became very close with. And one in particular had a mom who also worked at the park district in the office. And we had worked together and we skated together and we also had the same coach. So I had known her for quite some time. Well, one day when we were skating at Public Skate, she asked me if I would photograph her wedding for her. Now, let me tell you, this was my very first wedding. Like no one had ever asked me to photograph their wedding before. So first of all, terrifying. Second of all, I don't even know what to charge for this. Third of all, I don't have experience in weddings. And one of the biggest misconceptions that people think about photography is that just because you're a photographer, it means that you can photograph every single genre of photography. So for example, if you're a musician, you're either a country musician, a pop star, a rock star, a jazz musician, anything else in between. But you probably don't play country, rock, jazz, and also sing opera. And if you do, then you're one talented cookie. But with photography, a lot of times people will always ask a photographer, oh, I have a family reunion coming up, or, oh, I have a newborn in the family that's about to be introduced into the world. They're going to want newborn photos. Could you do that? That is something that is so common. Almost every single, no, I'm going to take that back. Not almost every single photographer. Every single photographer is asked to do multiple forms of photography, even if they only specialize in one or two things. And that's exactly how I do things now. I am an exclusive wedding and high school senior portrait photographer, meaning I only photograph weddings and engagements and high school seniors. I don't do newborns and I don't do families unless it's a special request from one of my brides or one of my couples in the past. But Honestly, I just don't do any other form of photography, and the reason why is because there are newborn photographers who specialize in that, and they're really good at what they do. A jack-of-all-trades is a master of none, and I really want to show up for my clients and give them the highest level of knowledge that I possibly can give because I specialize in one certain type of photography and have become an expert in that field. I would consider myself an expert in the wedding industry and in the high school senior industry, and that is it. I would probably be a terrible sports photographer, 
and <laughs> that's one thing that I don't want to find out. I already can tell you I'm probably not great. So you obviously want to hire a sports photographer if you're looking to have sports photographed. You want to hire a newborn photographer if you're looking to have newborn photos taken. It's just common sense in the photo world. But other people who are not photographers often think that any photographer can take any photo because it's just a photo. So getting off on a little side tangent here, but that's just something I'm throwing out there that... I'm going to speak for every photographer in the room right now and say that we love when you inquire for anything that you may want, but if we point you in a different direction, it's not because we don't want to work with you. It's just because there's another photographer out there who specializes in what you're looking for. And we want to give you the best experience that we can. And if that means not having me do a job that I won't be able to perform to the highest level because I don't specialize in it, then that means giving you a recommendation and pushing you to another photographer. So side note, I just wanted to point that out. So in the very first place, when I was asked to photograph a wedding for the very first time, I was terrified. I'm going to paint a picture for you, but I'm not going to name names even though I'm still friends with this person just to keep their identity safe. But let's say her name is Susie. So I'm skating on the ice with Susie who skates up to me and tells me that she's engaged. And I know Susie because I've skated with her and worked with her and skated with her daughter. And like I said, we've got the same coach, so I've known her for some time. So, Susie tells me that she's engaged and she wants to know if I will photograph her wedding. First, I'm excited. Second of all, terrified. I tell her I have no idea what to charge for that and I'll accept anything that she would want to give. Because remember, this was also 2010, so I was a lot younger than I am right now. I almost told you my age, but I decided against it and I'm not gonna cut that out. <laughs> so that was 2010 and it was my very first wedding and I was a lot younger and I'm like, you know what? You can just give me whatever you'd like and we'll go from there. So we agreed that $200 would be perfect. I was ecstatic. I was like, man, $200 to shoot a wedding? Wow, I could seriously make some good money doing this. And now I look back on myself and I laugh, but everyone has to start somewhere, and that was my somewhere. So as we continue to skate together along the boards and chat about her wedding, I come to find out that it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge than I ever would have expected. Typical weddings have a white wedding dress and a bride walking down the aisle in a church or in a different venue, and everything is, quote, normal. But there really isn't anything as normal. I come to find out that normal is kind of like a unicorn in the wedding industry and there really is no normal. So for my very first wedding, I had the most not normal experience you could ever think of. I'm going to skip ahead and spill the beans and give you the entire detail 
in a nutshell. But before I do that, I want to read an amazing review that my dear friend Corinne left on the podcast, as you just heard from her in the last episode. So here's what Corinne had to say. Sarah is not only a great friend, but an incredible photographer. I love being able to listen to her opinions and stories since I'm also in the wedding business and can relate so much. I loved participating and I look forward to every new episode. Love hanging out with her every chance I get. So Corinne, thank you so much for leaving a review and for leaving me some stars. That is so sweet and I really appreciated you being on the show and I can't wait to have you on the show again in the future. So a little hint that she will be a recurring guest, so get excited for that. And remember, if you want to leave a review or some stars on the podcast, I would love it so much and it helps me continue my momentum for the show. Leave me some stars in a review and don't forget to screenshot that review and then post it on your Instagram story and tag me in it so I know. And I will read your review on the next episode. So let's get back into it. This wedding was the most non-traditional, unconventional thing you could possibly think of for a very first wedding. My dear friend Susie wore a dark red dress, which might not seem like a big deal, but when you're photographing your very first wedding, red photographs very differently from white. White is bright and reflective and can bounce light onto other surfaces and create like a nice glow. And dark red sucks up all the light in the room. So it photographs very dark and doesn't allow for much natural light. Number two, the wedding was in a horse arena. Now I'm not talking about a barn. I am talking about a horse arena, meaning there was dirt up to my ankles there were only those giant dome lights that stick down, kind of like what you see at hardware stores, and there wasn't very many of them. So there really was no natural light to work with. Again, throwing curveballs at me from day one here. <laughs> Number three, the bride rode in on horseback. So she entered the arena on a horse. That's a lot different from walking down an aisle. Super unpredictable and very hard for the very first wedding. Number four, all of the guests sat on hay bales. So I kind of didn't have a real aisle like a normal church either. So walking around and figuring out where to go and where to stand. I mean, I had no clue what I was doing. Let's be honest. You got to start somewhere. So this was definitely a challenge. The entire time I had to use my off-camera flash, meaning artificial lighting, and I couldn't use any natural light because there really was no light in the entire horse arena. So to say that it was a challenge is really an understatement. <laughs> But I ended up having such a great time and she ended up loving her photos because if that wasn't the case, I probably wouldn't still be a wedding photographer today. 
and I still am. <laughs> so, and we're still friends. So there's another good plus. So clearly it wasn't a total wash, but it definitely threw me for a loop for my very first wedding. And it was probably the hardest thing that I've ever done at a wedding, even to this day. Now, I know Susie won't care that I'm telling you this story because unfortunately they're divorced, but it was for the best. It wasn't meant to be, and it worked out for the better that they weren't together in the end anyways. So no hard feelings and no tears for Susie because she is better for it, so no worries. But it was just one of those experiences that I was so proud of my images after I was done shooting that wedding. But man, was I under a lot of pressure and I really bit off more than I could chew for my very first wedding. And I probably should have let a professional wedding photographer actually handle this one. It was something that shouldn't have been done by an amateur because of how much it entailed. But she trusted me and she was comfortable with me because she knew me and without her having me photograph her wedding, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I wouldn't have the knowledge and I wouldn't know how to face typical hard situations that I might encounter on a wedding day if I hadn't gone through that super hard wedding for my very first one in the first place. So for that, I thank her so much. And in the end, the photos turned out great, even if they're divorced now and she probably doesn't care about those images anymore. They still turned out pretty good for the circumstances. So now that you've heard the story of my very first wedding, I hope that you can give yourself some grace if you have a situation that is much harder than anticipated, or if it's not an easy job at all, but you just have to do it and get through it because it will make you a stronger, better person and it will make you more knowledgeable and eventually become an expert in your field. Every situation happens for a reason. So say yes to those first time opportunities, even if they seem a little bit scary or if you don't have faith in yourself. Still say yes because it will make you the person that you will become in the future. I'm so grateful that I had that experience and that it pushed me. And I'm grateful that it wasn't easy because if it were easy, then I may not have learned that I need to be on the lookout to expect anything at a wedding. If it were easy for me, then if something bad or scary happened at a wedding in the future, I probably wouldn't have known how to handle it. But since I came face to face with the hardest lighting situation for my very first wedding, it has taught me so much and I've grown over the years and it's prepared me to be the wedding photographer that I am today. Trust yourself, believe in yourself, and say yes to those first-time experiences because you will never know how much that experience might make you grow and shape your future. Did you love our little hangout sesh? I know I did. So if you're living for it just as much as I am, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and download every new episode that comes out. 
as always, thanks for listening. And remember, make sure whatever you do in life, you're living for it.